Are you waiting? Waiting for diagnosis, treatment, or perhaps caring for a loved one? After the Waiting Room is a podcast where you can listen to stories and gain insights into how to be present for the person you're caring for and for yourself. Join internationally recognised myotherapist and NLP Master Practitioner Shane Sullivan as she shares experiences from her own journey through the waiting room and anecdotes from people in her practice and community. Hello, I'm Shane Sullivan and today I thought I'd continue on with the stories we all tell ourselves and others. We all have our own stories. They make us who we are. Stories about where we came from, our families and where we fit into them, our life experiences. Some are sad, some are hilarious and make for a great dining conversation, and some are fearful or traumatic. Other stories enable us to share with others, to gain common ground, and these stories assist us to discover our tribe or the many different tribes that we belong to. We all like to belong. We are all here in a physical body, and we all need to be connected somehow with others. It's all part of being human, belonging and feeling safe. Did you know that the prime directive of our unconscious mind is to keep us safe? Now, we don't consciously know this, but oh, you do now. (laughs) We're only aware of it when we become fearful or when feelings of being threatened by something or someone It may not even be real. That automatic responses suddenly appear out of nowhere. For example, our quick reflexes come into play when we see an enormous hairy spider on the wall near us. Or we jump out of the road when we hear a bicycle bell just behind us. You think they'd give us a bit more warning? Or a scream that leaves us involuntarily when a savage dog rushes and barks from behind a fence when we're out walking. Anyway, we have usually ended up somewhere else or hanging on to someone else with our hearts thumping, our bodies trembling and sweating without even remembering how we got there. That's our unconscious mind keeping us safe. The other day I was talking with a lovely man who was in lots of pain. He was talking about his condition and his future prospects in palliative care, which was going to be quite a challenge for him and his family. As I was gently massaging his back, He confided that he had a couple of meltdowns that week and he didn't know why. They had just come up out of the blue 
and it was all a bit of a mystery to him. And he felt way out of control at the time, which he admitted really frightened him. And it brought back to me a time when a dear relative of mine was screaming down the phone 80 kilometres away from the emergency room. She wanted my husband and I to be by her side right now. She was beside herself, so frightened and anxious. She knew that her time to die was coming very close. My husband and I asked the nursing staff that we would be there as soon as we could get there, that we would be by her side very soon. So after that, she settled for the next hour, waiting. And the relief on her face was very evident when we finally arrived. She didn't remember the screaming down the phone. So while I was gently massaging the man in hospital, I said, Did you know that our unconscious mind is like a three-year-old? No, was the reply, unsure of where I was going with this. And then I added, Did you know that your unconscious mind is there to protect you? And it's doing a good job with the tantrums you've just described. No, I didn't know that, was the reply again. And he was very interested to hear what was coming next. So I said, here's the thing. Have you ever come across a three-year-old having a tantrum? Yes, he said. My daughter was an expert. And why did she have a tantrum, I asked. Oh, one time it was because she wanted something in the supermarket and it was time to go. And she wasn't budging from the floor of the supermarket aisle. So what did you do, I asked. Well, we convinced her that there would be something great waiting for her when we had finished all of our shopping. And what was that, I asked. A ride on one of those mechanical horses at the supermarket entrance. So what happened next? He said, well, she finally got up and we completed our shopping and then we put her on the horse and put the money in and all was forgiven. I asked, what would have happened if you didn't give her the horsey ride? (laughs) Well, he said, we'd still be there with another tantrum. So I explained that his three-year-old unconscious mind wanted to be somewhere else. You haven't convinced your three-year-old that it's a good idea to stay for treatment. And you haven't planned for something fun. You need to plan for a a reward after your treatment. He looked at me relieved, thinking that he was losing his mind. Oh, that makes so much sense. So what are you going to reward yourself with after you've finished this lot of treatment? Ooh, I don't know, was his reply. I'll have to have a good think about that one. Yes, I'll have to make a list and see what feels right. So future planning with rewards for yourself 
and others around you gives your unconscious mind certainty. The mind controls everything because of the stories we tell ourselves. We can choose another way of looking at things if what we are telling ourselves isn't working. Or to avoid sabotage, make sure the story is believable to yourself and make sure you build in rewards as time goes on. We are the creators of our own stories and therefore our own realities. So choose the ones that work well. Until next time, don't just exist, live life. I hope you've gained some new perspectives and enjoyed listening to these stories as they unfold in After the Waiting Room. Join us again next time and stay connected by subscribing at afterthewaitingroom.com. 